Welcome to the Guildhall School Events podcast and I'm pleased to welcome our three gold medal finalists, Jonathan Chan, Ashley Fripp and Ben Schumann. Jonathan is on the BMUS programme, Ashley is in the first year of the Guildhall Artist Masters programme and Ben is studying on the Doctoral DMA programme. They are due to compete in the final of the gold medal, which is the school's most prestigious prize for musicians, and which takes place in the Barbican Hall on Wednesday the 2nd of May. So welcome guys, and congratulations on making it to the gold medal final. Um, Ashley, I'll come to you first. All three of you are very used to taking part in competitions and things like this. And I know you won the keyboard at last year's Royal Overseas League. Um, but is there something special about this prize that made you want to apply? Uh, well, I think first and foremost, the competition obviously offers the very attractive opportunity to perform a concerto to a full house at the Barbican Hall. Um, I don't know of any other competition that offers, offers such an opportunity. And it's also a very old competition, and ha- it's almost 100 years old now, and has attracted a huge number of very successful winners and other fantastic musicians and singers as well. And I, I think that for an institution to offer such a competition and to be a part of, um, of something of that nature, I think is very interesting. And it also specialises in only concerto performances as well, so... Um, you know, it, it's, it's a nice opportunity to play with, with a full symphony orchestra. Um, and Ben, speaking of performing with the symphony orchestra, you performed on the Barbican stage in the autumn with the Guildhall Symphony Orchestra, um, doing Ravel's Concerto for the Left Hand. Is it more nerve-wracking doing a competition, or once you're up on stage, does it just become another concerto? I think so, yes. Once you start playing, you really forget. You just think about the music. And uh, besides, uh, we're in such a fortunate position... The, the Guildhall Symphony Orchestra is really part of the Centre for Orchestral Studies here at the Guildhall. So um, they have very intense rehearsals, they have many rehearsals, so you will never, even in professional life, have that many opportunities to try out your concerto <laughs> in advance. So uh, once you get on stage, you're actually not really nervous anymore. I think it's actually fantastic how they prepare so well for this event. It's a high-profile event, so I'm really looking forward to it. And how do you all cope with nerves before something like this? Is there a secret to it, or is it just about getting up on stage? Um, I don't actually remember the last time I was actually really nervous. I mean, I've gotten used to the fact that the adrenaline rush is part of the job, and I love it. So it's just that rush alone is what I live for. I'm sure a lot of you know musicians and entertainers, that's what they live for as well. But in terms of coping with it, I, I actually approach it hands-on kind of like an athlete, I, mean, I live with an athlete, so and I've grown up with athletes, so it's just, uh, I mean, I drink lots of water, make sure you stretch, really loose and everything, but I, I have a really bad attention span, so if there is a hockey game uh, the night before, and because it's an eight-hour difference, if it starts at 3 a.m., because right now it's, it's the champions right now, <laughs> champions league kind of for hockey, I will stay up and watch it, regardless. I, I, I sleep and that kind of stuff. I realize, you know, your your parents and your uh, your teachers will tell you, you know, you need to get as much rest as possible. But I think when your mind needs to perk itself up, it's going to get itself up. So I don't really have a routine. I just I just go about it, and just if it's time to play, it's time to play. So. Well, I, I think that not having a routine is is a very interesting point because every time we go on stage, we don't we don't experience exactly the same type of nervousness. Yeah. And I think it really is just about dealing with the moment. Um, once, from my experience, once the playing actually starts and you really 
get into the music, it ceases to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the moment of walking out on stage, you have to trust yourself that you've done all of the appropriate preparation, mm-hmm. and um, because if you don't trust yourself, then <laughs> who knows what will happen. It also is part of the preparation. It's not only the concert or the performance that is the main uh, thing. It's also the whole period you know, building up towards that. So I think it's not, I mean, it's, as I say, we have so many chances to, to rehearse and it's a fantastic opportunity. Um, well, Jonathan, you're performing Tchaikovsky's Violin Concerto in D. Um, how do you choose the right piece for something like this? Because it's quite a critical decision, isn't it? Um, I didn't really, I, it was just the concerto I happened to have in the back of my pocket. So maybe that's a lazy option, but uh, <laughs> but I mean I, it's it's a great well in quotes competition concert. I mean it's a it's a crowd pleaser. It's it's an emotional piece. It, it gets everyone so it's the, you know Chekhov's piano concerto, tone tons. They all they're all very uh, electrifying um, uh, works. So I didn't really put much thought into choosing it and just happened to be. I actually I didn't even know how to apply um, around. I think it was December was the deadline. Mm. Yes. And uh, I didn't even tell my teacher. My teacher didn't ask me to do it. Um, and I just went about it. And I asked a friend, I was like, oh, is the gold medal deadline coming back? And she said, yeah, two days. It's in two days, the deadline. I said, I might as well just do it. So I just <laughs> put my name in. That was it. I didn't really make any choices, like sit down at the table, talk to my mom, and be like, should I do this? What should I do? No, I just went about it. Spontaneous it's an impulsive decision. Well, um, if I can say at this point that actually mine was really quite a, a different setup entirely because Tordentanz is a very unusual piece. Mm. It's not performed very often and it has a very different aesthetic to most other romantic works. It's very macabre, it's very dark and it's full of diminished time. There's not really any long luscious melody that you can grasp onto like there, like such as the Tchaikovsky's. Um, and in that sense, I took a conscious risk in programming Tordentan. So I had also considered doing a Rachmaninoff concerto or one of the Chopins. Um, but I think the, the exposure that this competition can provide for you, I think, is a very valuable chance to expose your own musical personality and what things matter to you the most. And I strongly believe in the value of this particular author, Tordentan. And I think it is underplayed. And since I believe in it, I thought I might as well actually take the opportunity to do the risk and do something that I really believe in very much. And, you know, I get into the, the final. I mean, I, I hope that in a way the slight unusualness of the piece has played a, a part, that risk um, has played a, a part perhaps in the success of it. In, in a different way that obviously the Tchaikovsky's have, have had their success. I think it's a different, um, a slightly different ballgame, maybe. I had the same thing. I actually even contemplated playing one of the Liszt concertos uh, because they are so close to my heart. I really love Liszt's music and last year was such a special year, the bicentenary of the composer and it is of course a, a wonderful thing that we can have a Liszt work in this program. But for me to play the Tchaikovsky concerto is always a, a pleasure. I've, I've had many wonderful experiences with that on, on stage um, in my country, in South Africa, but also here in Europe and so it's a concerto that I feel very comfortable with um, it is difficult to choose a competition concerto and it depends on the competition itself on the event um, and you had to commit to the repertoire for this quite a while ago didn't you 
even before you knew you were through to the finals. So that's right. We are actually um, I mean, the auditions take place in January, and we have to do it with the second piano, with the, with the piano accompaniment. So you have to show that you know the concerto quite well already in January, and um, that means you know choosing something that you're very comfortable with, that you don't have, you're not going to need months to prepare for. You need, as you say, it's a back it pocket up, yeah. to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, the jury for the gold medal includes Edward Gardner from ENO, um, Richard Morrison, who's chief culture critic for the Times, um, Martin Campbell White from Ascanus Holt. So is um, taking part in a competition like this as much about putting yourself in front of key people in the industry as it is about actually winning a prize? Yes, this is one of the great advantages. We also have the Gildor Wigmore Prize and they have fantastic um, judges coming in, people, very leading figures in the music industry. So this is actually, in that respect, also quite a unique competition. You don't often have, usually you have piano teachers or professional performing yeah, yeah. artists, um, violinists, <laughs> uh, <laughs> judging, <laughs> judging the, the competitions, but um, to have you know, art critics, uh, as Richard Morrison, I've read so many of his reviews in the Times, it's, it's quite fascinating to actually <laughs> meet uh, someone like that face to face mm. and to, to play for them, it's, it's a remarkable experience. And also, um, you get to perform the Guildhall Symphony Orchestra. Um, and Jonathan, sometimes you are part of the Guildhall Symphony Orchestra. So Every year. <laughs> <laughs> is there something that's going to be quite unique about performing with your peers behind you on the stage? Yeah, it should be fun. Fun and games. Uh, no, I just actually, I was in the Prokofiev project just a month ago, and people are already talking to me about the gold medal. I mean, I, I mean it's, it's not a secret that a lot of them... Are feel really you know, it's it's really painful to be um, in rehearsals for I don't know six seven hours for about a week or two and so a lot of them usually don't look forward to rehearsals because they're learning yeah, three concertos. Exactly. Well, they? no, actually this time you know everyone seems to be really enthusiastic about it. They love the program. I mean, what's not to love? The orchestral <laughs> parts of all three concertos are quite amazing. So and it's not you know there's a lot to play for the uh, players, but they're all really excited about it. Should be fun. Um, yeah, and I, I've known all of them for, well, not all of them, but most of them for, you know, a couple to four years. Yeah. So, yeah, all eyes on. But speaking as a, a non-orchestral player, I, sh I should imagine that uh, if you've worked with certain members of the orchestra before, I mean, I've done chamber music with, actually with Jonathan, yeah. <laughs> uh, already we've done some chamber music together, and... Um, and just actually one of the cellists that, that is going to be playing in the orchestra was playing with in New York. And I think if you have got friends in the orchestra, then they're probably more subconsciously going to be committed to trying very hard for you and, mm. and everyone's going to put put their best effort into to put it off and, and be very supportive mm. in a way that perhaps you might not get with the professional orchestra. I, I'm not sure. I, I, I it's really true. I, mean, I experienced that very strongly when we did the Ravel Left Hand Concerto. There was such a sense of camaraderie and... You know, everyone was uh, actually enjoying the, the beautiful music in the program. We're building a product together, which is something very unique that you don't find. You don't find that in a professional setting often. It's more cold, maybe more. It's not as immediate and intimate, really. Yeah. Um, well, the life of a conservatoire instrumentalist is always full of competitions, masterclasses, performances. Um, I know that you three are no exception. So can you tell me uh, what your plans are over the next few months, what you've got lined up? Over the next few months? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about year. I haven't really looked that far. I kind of have a take it a day at a time. No, but <laughs> no, I've, I've got my quartet has uh, quite a few concerts coming up in the City of London Festival. Um, and Which other, the school does every year. Yeah, the school they? does every year and other stuff. It's actually a lot of quartet stuff. In terms of solo, I mean, I still haven't really made up my mind on where I'm going for my master's yet. I mean, mo most likely I'll, I'll stay with Mr. Takano. I mean, I'd love to stay with him. Um, but and that's David Takano, yes. who's your professor, and you've yes. been studying with him for the last four years? Yeah, last four years. I mean, four years seems long, but it just seems like yesterday. So it's actually really passed by quickly, and then all of a sudden I was asked to choose what to do. And I just, you know, I just felt so comfortable in the four years. It was like high school, five years. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't really have great plans or anything. I just, right now, I just want to play and just see what happens. And Jonathan, so. you're from Canada, aren't you? Yes, I am. Are, are you, are your plan is to stay in London and continue studying in the UK? or? Uh, yeah, Europe, probably study around here. Um, I don't know if I work here or not, I'll go back to North America. I mean, the market in Canada is not great. They don't support very well. Um, I mean, it's always going to be home. I love it. It's one of the best places in the world. So, well, Vancouver, that is. But <laughs> And I, I, lo I love going home, but it's just for music. It's just the support isn't there. So I'd be pretty stupid to go back and work there. So. And Ben, you're from South Africa, but you've been in the UK for a while, haven't you? And you're also on quite a long course. <laughs> yes, I mean, I'm very tied up with my doctorate. I'm have to actually finish the thesis. <laughs> so that's my, my immediate, my, my short-term plan is really to work hard on the on the research side of this degree. And uh, I have uh, concerts, of course, coming up and also research-related work. I mean, I'm very fortunate to study or to work on a composer who's turning 90 this year, is South African, Stefan Scrivia. And I'm going to do a couple of conferences giving uh, uh, lectures on his work and perform uh, several of, of, of the great piano works that he's written. Um, there's uh, many African influences in his music, which I find particularly enjoyable and interesting, colourful as well, um, a good thing to study, and uh, wonderful to bring exposure to this uh, figure in, in this country as well. But uh, yes, I mean, the United Kingdom has been very good to me. I'm enjoying it very much, and I... Uh, lived in Italy also for five years, so I've been oh, wow. <laughs> <sort of> around <laughs> a bit of a detour. Uh, but, I, uh, but I miss South Africa. I, I always love going back there to perform. And do you both have family coming over as well for the gold medal? Yeah, That's my a... parents are coming over. Oh, wow. Yeah. My parents will be here. My sister lives in London. She and her husband and baby, everyone. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so the baby, we might, the baby won't be The screaming. baby. <laughs> 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 And Ashley, how about you? Because you are halfway through your masters, are you? Yes, that's right. I still have another another year to go, um, but more immediate plans. A couple of weeks after the gold medal, I'm going to put a, a concert tour in Germany, and I'm recording both of the Chopin concertos in Regensburg, um, and have mainly throughout the UK, but I have some concerts uh, in Australia towards the end of the year. And uh, actually, I want to take the second year of my master's really as a chance to, to get out there and to to do some more competitions. So I have been based in the UK all my life and now I feel ready to do some courses and uh, give concerts and take part in competitions much further 
overseas. I think and you've been really... at the school for quite a while as well, haven't you? Well, I did my undergraduate here, yes, so um, I'm in my fifth year here now. Although, I mean, as um, Jonathan's been uh, saying, that he's still enjoying his studies so much with David Takena, um, likewise, myself with Ronan Nahora, I still feel that every single lesson is such a revelation, and he never says the same thing twice, so I never know what to expect. <laughs> and, um, and he also seems so able to, to cover such a variety of repertoire. So there's still such a vast um, number of works that I, I still want to learn and study with him um, before even considering anything else. <laughs> so I'll be here for a little while longer. Great. Well, thank you very much for coming to talk to me today. Um, we are very much looking forward to the gold medal final, which takes place in the Barbican Hall on Wednesday the 2nd of May. James did conducting the Guildhall Symphony Orchestra. Um, and uh, we have Ed Gardner, Richard Morrison and Martin Campbell-White in the jury. So lots to look forward to. Thank, thank you for speaking to us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.